Hey there, this is John, and I want to take a quick minute to let you guys know about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. You don't even have to do anything. Your podcast will be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google, and many more listening platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now back to the show. You are now entering Armbar Audio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Armbar Audio. I'm your host, Tim Farley, and next to me is my trusted companion. Where is he? Oh, it's me? Oh, shit. Me, John Carnes. What's up, everybody? And today, (laughs) as we usually do every month when we give you our 10 favorite matches of the previous month, we are joined none other than by none other than BB-8. Actually, uh, you could see on the screen a very handsome brown man. His his moniker <laughs> is, is the Nerdy Mark. Uh, it says it right there. He is a nerd. He is a Mark. It's not a lie. Um, nerd. D. Mark. Nerd. He comes D-Mark. from India all the, by way of Dallas, Texas. By way of Dallas, Texas. Now you sound like a real ring announcer. <laughs> his name is Siddharth. Siddharth, how are you today, you know, what's up? First of all, double whammy because I was on the episode for the takeover review. Yeah, dude. Like, that was awesome. Double header. I'm, doing pretty, I'm glad you asked. I'm doing pretty well, but I'm also kind of hot. So I'm going to uh, take, take this off. Oh! If you don't know what that reference is, you're a loser. But there that shirt's rad. Buy your, buy your, freak, buy your merch, everybody. Armbar Audio merch. We have friend. We have friends from Texas. He good boy. He we came to friend, Pit- Texas, but he, you know see other He came to Texas. Pittsburgh and he ate sandwich with Big Man. And he came to gas station to see me. It was nice. And he went to gas station to see Long Hair Man. Long Hair Man. <laughs> well, you're no longer long hair man. You got you cut it. You cut it. You got it. Look. What the hell are you talking about, bro? Look at him. It was a little shorter when I, when I came. Baby. It was shorter. You you had it cut when he came. Yeah, you uh, cut it. That is right. definitely true. Yeah. I was. I love the shirt. It is a little big for me, so I'm actually going to give this one to my dad. But I'll order a smaller one for myself. Your dad's smaller than well, you, sir. You know what? Your dad? I've seen your dad. Wearing it He's not a large cool man. Because other people will see it and <laughs> be like, what's that? And he'll be like. I don't know. Look it up online. Or something like bitch. that. I, I don't know. Is that racist? Fuck me. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I love you too much, so I don't care. I didn't I didn't mean it like that. Like, right. I was just doing an impression. Yeah. I mean, you're good. Oh, this show's 
been great so far. Uh, We're only three minutes in. We haven't lost it yet. Yeah. So anyway, um, we used to we do. For a reason? We used to do top ten matches of the month. But we, that's lame. Yeah, we decided to choose <laughs> our favorites because uh, we were just bombarded with wrestling constantly. Um, so how this uh, works now is we all get three picks. First, Sid gets his three picks because, no offense to Sid, he doesn't watch as much wrestling as John does. Then yeah. John gets his, his three picks because John doesn't watch as much wrestling as I do. And then I come in and I pick whatever three I feel uh, <laughs> they're missing. Exactly. And we all agree upon the match, the number 10 one, but is actually comes at the end. And we all talk about that. Yeah, dude. So right. the order today will go from me to John to Sid. And the last one we will all talk about. And like I said, this is favorite matches that we watched. We are not telling you that this is uh, the best matches of May. This is not, uh, you know, Meltzer or Cage Match or, you know, whatever other critics are out there. Or God forbid Cornette. Oh, God. I, I don't even know if he has favorite matches. I just think he has what he hates. Listen, okay, I think we said this in the chat. Cornette is a great historian of wrestling. But shut your damn mouth about AEW, and we will respect you a little more. Just shut your damn mouth in general. When, when a third party comes to reach you and asks you about wrestling from back in the day, that's great. But aside yeah, from that, yeah. I, I don't need your commentary for today's well, he's wrestling. He's great on Dark Side of the Ring, but other than that, just sure. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways. So anyway. Anyways. John, we're going to get into uh, the first matchup. Hell yeah, dog. I took notes. Note Did taken. you? Note taken <laughs> ass, boy. Boom. First match we're going to talk about Ooh. is Impact Wrestling's Under Siege. It's for the X Division title. It's Josh Alexander versus El Fantasma. Yes, uh, this was, like I said, it goes in the order of me, John, and Sid. So this was yeah. my third pick. Um, two Canadians, two different companies, two different styles, one championship. Josh Alexander as X Division champion is a great way to book him as the current world champion is from a different company. So Alexander is claiming the X Division title as Impact's main belt. Having Alexander as champ is also great booking because unlike most X Division athletes, Josh, athletes. Josh is Kevin. a wrestling machine akin to a Ken Shamrock or Kurt Angle. LP is more of a traditional junior slash X Division wrestler, but instead of the States, LP cut his teeth in Britain's Rev Pro, and ultimately transitioned to the Bullet Club in nope. New Japan. Can't hear you both. What? I'm the only one talking. Can't hear us both. You guys like muted out for just a sec. Oh, oh. anyway. Oh, um, internet connection is unstable. Uh oh. This match okay, was exciting, oh, yeah. and the clash of styles really was on display. LP is very creative with his moves off the ropes and the top where 
Alexander is a mat-based monster. LP grabbed Alexander's wrist and hit the ropes, jumping up and down a few times, showcasing his balance before hitting a Rana for two. Now, uh, if you watch New Japan, they talk about the loaded boot for a super kick, but commentary was putting over how LP says that he kicks, he goes into the woods and he kicks trees to harden his feet. And that's why his super kick is so strong, and that's why he is so nimble on the ropes. Um, anyway, uh, LP is a true heel and had Alexander in a tree of woe and faked a hesitation drop kick just to climb up and stomp on Alexander's family jewels. But he wow. got Germaned off the top by Alexander. LP attacked the hand and wrist of Alexander throughout the match. Alexander hit a Finley roll while LP was walking the ropes all the way around, showing off. El Fantasmo hit a pair of springboard cross bodies for a two count. A roundhouse rocked Alexander, and Fantasmo hit a torture rack neckbreaker for another close call. The super kick was countered with another backbreaker, and Alexander locked LP in the ankle lock. Fantasmo rolled through and hit a schoolboy with the tights for a near fall. Another loaded kick was blocked. Alexander launched Phantasmo high overhead with a German suplex. As LP escaped to the apron to take a seat, Alexander crashed into him. Crash into me, baby. Anyway, uh, crashed into him with a crossbody through the ropes. Alexander was launched off the top with a top rope Rana. Uh, yep, talked about that, I think. He hit a frog splash for two count. Alexander would hit a powerbomb backbreaker and lock in the ankle lock again for the fourth time, this time grape finding the leg, and LP had to tap. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> I will say this. Next month, the month of June, our top ten list will have Josh Alexander on it because his Iron Man match with TJP that happened on before the impact and during the first part of impact, an Iron Man match, fan fucking tastic. I don't really like to highlight TJP here, but yeah. Alexander is going up. Yeah, I you mean, know, Josh Alexander is always somebody to watch, as is EOP. Uh, EOP gets a little bit of hate for maybe going a little dramatic with the theatrics, but I don't think he's as bad as some people say he is. I think he does um, that because he's in Bullet Club. Yeah. Oh, Bullet abs Club oh, absolutely. are known for that kind of shit. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, Josh Adams and EOP is would make any top ten list. Absolutely. I will say this. When you, when you did the crash thing, I thought you were going to say Crash, crash, crash into a ditch. Oh, God, no. Didn't that man, like, uh, rape someone? Who, uh, Andre 3000? CeeLo. That's not Andre 3000. How dare you disrespect that man? Seriously. I thought that was the, um, the, the, isn't that Caroline? No. That's Fuck You. Oh, Caroline, yeah. It's called Fuck You. No. You're thinking of two different songs. You're, I mean, talking, also, you're mixing up Roses by Andre 3000 and Fuck You yeah. by CeeLo Green. 
Yeah, so that was he says crash into a ditch in roses, not on. Oh, not, I'm mixing it up. Did Zillow rip something? What a dummy! What a dummy okay. I am. Huh? It's okay. Well, Zillow, well like, when it comes to wrestling, you're not a dummy. something like that because he got taken off the voice and he like pretty he much doesn't have a career. Did he really? Yeah, oh shit! He, he did something bad. I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, it's how so how much uh, I follow music. Oh, <laughs> uh, good, no worries. <laughs> Well, it's easy to get them mixed up because they both came from the Dungeon family. So That's true. But anyway. Moving on. Moving on. My first match. Yay. Yay. It's a GCW match, and it's a death match because of the person that I am. Uh, <laughs> GCW oh, yeah, has been b- putting out bangers, though. Yeah, they fucking have. Yeah. I'm going to pick one every month because I'm, I'm, I want people to fucking watch them. John, when are we doing our boxing match? When are we doing our boxing match? Whenever you want, yeah. baby. You think he's going to get on a plane? Look at him. Anyway, let's talk about the match. I'm I'm a very cheap person. I'm not buying two seats. Exactly. Yeah. Let me hop on that fucking Greyhound bus. I'll see you in six, six months. <laughs> okay. well, you need to take a Greyhound. That's what I just said. Yeah. How long is this? Take? Is this kid an idiot? Yeah. Uh, probably <laughs> like a day and a half. A day and a half. I can do that. I think Drake took a Drake yeah. took a Greyhound to San Francisco, yeah. and it was. I I ride a bus to Texas and beat your ass for 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 two million. No, <laughs> don't even do that. Do what no? we said. You're gonna do. What is that? The pictures. The pictures. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man, if we'll you say do that, that afterwards. I will pay. I will pay half for your ticket, dude. If you actually did, we'll tell shit. you about it after Sid. It, it, it would be very no. Funny. We're not telling Sid, man. It's not gonna happen. Bro. All right. Well, we'll no, about, we'll tell yeah. everybody then. Yeah, we'll tell, tell everybody right now. Yeah. Okay. So I had this idea to go to Texas without telling you. Um, okay. Take pictures of your house, like him in the bushes, like him about bushes. to ring the doorbell, <laughs> fucking, and then send them to you once I got home. Be like, hey guys, look. (laughs) (laughs) Because of that beautiful uh, weekend blanket you have, I do have your address. Remember remember (laughs) when we were going to put business cards in all the Dallas, in all the Dallas, like, big businesses and have it say. Since we're all professional brown person, yeah, <laughs> some dude was gonna come to your house and be like, "I need." I hear help. you're a professional brown. Person. I need help with my Hindu homework, and you're like, "I, I only know like four of the three hundred gods, man." Yeah. He's like, yeah. well, "Well, you it says professional brown." Person. Uh, We've officially lost him. We're one match in yet. It's just a lot of a lot of inside jokes between the three of us. Yeah. And, and if, okay. you, if you watch this channel, you, you know we're gonna some of them, fuck around. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what? Why did you? Why do you like GCW so much, John? Uh, man, I mean, just watch the FA video. He tells you all about it. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a. They have a lot of different styles. They have a lot of good up and coming talent. Oh, absolutely! Uh, they're all—it's like they're very inclusive. It's and, the fucking uh, mecca of indie wrestling right now, in my opinion. Until that PWG until show PWG hits, comes back. 
They are coming back. But I August. believe I believe Effie is involved with that anyway. So that'd be rad. Oh shit. Uh, anywho, we're gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about GCW had an event called Ashes to Ashes. It happened on May first, um, and it featured not in the main event, but one of the this oh, was, was the main, main event. event. Was yeah, it before it, Nick Cage? It, it came after. Yeah. Oh, it came after. I think so. so. It was like unsanctioned stuff. All right. I didn't watch the show in order. If you, <laughs> if you're picking up on that, but uh, yeah. It is the one and only Jimmy fucking Lloyd against G Raver. It was called the Glass Ceiling Match. Sid, you want to hear what that's all about? Uh, yeah, sure. So yeah. the Glass Ceiling Match had um, sheets of glass in every corner. It had a tower of sheets of glass on the outside and suspended from one side of the ring by two cables was a wooden frame with a sheet of glass in it. Jesus Christ. And, um... I mean, I feel like I could watch that match now since I watched Tournament yeah. uh, of Survival. Yeah. So, And let me tell you, they used and broke every single one that they had. They used it to full potential. Um, I have... If you, whoa. Whoa. Why is it just a white screen? What did I do? Oh, don't Did put I your phone it? up to the screen. Why not? Because it's it's not going to translate well. Yeah, well, it'll be fine. Okay, I'm going to do it. Well, I want to do it. Well, I, I sent the video to Sid already. <laughs> but here's a little bit of what I'm talking about there. <laughs> well, I was totally wrong. It, it did pick up well. I mean, that's all I need to tell you. That's all you need to see. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Lloyd and G Raver are two deathmatch icons. And Man, they have a feud that's been going on for like yeah. a year and a half. Yeah, a year and a half. Uh, I'm excited to see G Raver versus... Damn, I had it and now I lost it. This weekend. Actually, the day that this is going up. Saturday, GCW has Outlaw Mud Show in Wyoming. Ooh, that's going to be good. Yeah. Um, one of the matches that's happening announced today is actually Effie versus Warhorse, and I don't know. And I think I don't know. Is this Warhorse's second... first time in GCW? I don't think it is. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. But also, uh, they're having a, a second gear challenge between one called Manders and Effie. Yeah. Uh, no. No, not Effie. Matthew Justice. Matt Justice. Yeah. Who's Effie fight? Effie's fighting somebody. You just told them. I told them? You literally just told them. Oh, it's Effie and Warhorse. Yeah, it's Effie and Warhorse. Is it Effie and Warhorse? Yes! Am I wrong? No! I shared it on Instagram. Who's Nick Cage fighting? Jesus. Who's Cage fighting? No, I have this all set and it's all gone at the same time. Damn it, I hate it when that happens. They can look it up. Yeah, I just hate it when that happens. Like, I had it. It was there. I think there. he's facing someone named, like, Akito or Ashikita or some shit. Well, I do know Two Cold Scorpio is fighting, um... Yep. No, not Two Cold Scorpio. Scorpio Sky? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ricky Morton is fighting Atticus Coger. I hope Ricky Morton fucking kills him. <laughs> Why? 
Because this, fuck Ohio. Because fuck Ohio fuck and fuck Atticus <laughs> Kogar. That, that's a thing in GCW. <laughs> no, I don't like Atticus Kogar for other reasons. but Oh, absolutely. Heard oh, I heard he's like a prick in real life from oh. another wrestler. So. Yeah. Oh, because he... Anyway, let's not get into that. <laughs> a friend of Tim Boy's that Wrestling. told some stories. Yeah. He likes the big league people instead of showing respect like you're supposed right. to. Oh, okay. Classy. Well, yeah, man. Exactly. I mean, G. Raver and Jimmy Lloyd put on a fucking brutal performance. Yeah. Um, after the match, when G. Raver got the final pinfall, he took a handful of broken glass, put it in his mouth, spit it out, and then sprinkled glass over his head. And in the tournament of survival, he fucking brought out the salt and vinegar chips and rubbed them into fucking Effie's back. Effie's back after oh my them all god! Up. Yeah, sick shit, man. Yeah, dude. Fuck it. I mean, since I got so big. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie though. I, after like, watching the Nick Gage, he was crazy. What? What is that? After watching the Dark Side of the Ring uh, with Nick Gage. Oh yeah. I mean, I can kind of that the, that boy can gaze gets that pizza cutter out. You best run the other fucking direction. Well, everybody, what? almost everybody at the tournament of survival was wearing the jersey that he wore whenever he died. Yeah, but I found out that wasn't the reason they were wearing it. Why? Um, they mentioned it very briefly on commentary. It should have been a bigger thing, in my opinion, because it was really cool. But they were all wearing the Michael Jordan. Um, Chicago Bulls jersey, number Because he won three in a row. Because he won three in a row. And they, were wearing, was they were wearing it for Alex Cologne. Because he was, he yeah. was going for a three-peat. At, yeah. at this point, I mean, now in GCW, from what you're saying, I would not be surprised if there was like a freaking Hattori Hanzo under the ring just laying, just chilling down there. Oh, yeah, dude. It it's fucking crazy. It is. GCW is fucking wild. Um, and like... I love all the deathmatch stuff. But it's not just deathmatch. But it's not just it's yeah. not just deathmatches. It's like they have such a variety. Like G, GCW has know, something for Josh Barnett has his blood sport yeah. thing sponsored by yeah, 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 I've seen those. I've it's seen like those. it's fucking crazy how for everybody GCW is. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, so, cool. uh, yeah. But Sid, let's move on though. Sid's We're gonna talk about match. talk about some AE dubs. Talk about AE. some double or nothing. Talking about that Young Bucks versus Max and Kingston. Yeah, it's funny the the NXT correspondent uh, putting up an AEW match. I know it's shocking. <laughs> anyway, um, but this yeah, was a yeah. this is a freaking awesome match. Like I loved, I just love the Bucks antics throughout this entire match. Um, where where to begin? First of all, at double or nothing, we had crowds, and yeah, the crowds were singing Wild Thing when John Moxley and Eddie Kingston came out. And it was the best. They were going wild for Kingston, it who was. has not wrestled in front of a crowd for AEW until this point. Yeah. Wait, didn't he He didn't wrestle uh, Cody Rhodes for the TNT title at one point? Was it in front of people? Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, the TNT champ. Wait. I don't think it was in front of people, man. Yeah, it's Probably. wild when you think about how long it was. But and you're now, talking like, about the Young Bucks antics. Nick's dyed hair and his dyed beard is so Hogan NWO. Yeah, it's dude. hysterical. 
I also loved uh, the, you know, all the different buildup that they did to this. Like they had really unflattering pictures of Mox and Kingston on their social media. They had uh, themselves dressing up in like the bulletproof vests, like the shield. Yeah. They did the fist bump. They, you know, they did the ooh ah. It was great. I loved all the callbacks to the shield. That was, I mean, it was it's low hanging fruit, but it was so good. I like the way they did it. it was was pretty tasteful actually if i can use that word um the low hanging fruit was tasteful the way they did it i'm just saying um anyway but i'm just saying like it took four bte triggers to finally put away moxley this just uh shows like the resilience of that character so well and uh you know i think the young bucks are just going on a tear, although we did get an inkling of what might be coming, which is Elite Hunter Kaz may perhaps yeah. teaming up with Mox and Kingston and going for those trios titles. Yeah, because and, uh, the Good Brothers tried to get involved and Kaz was... I yeah, love Elite Hunter Kaz. Right well, it's a Kaz. callback. Oh, it's a callback to the Bullet Club Hunter. Yeah. He, um, in Ring of Honor. When Adam Cole and Skrull was there, and, uh, and then he like duped them after a while and joined Bullet Club, but then turned. But uh, who was it? Kaz. Oh, oh, yeah. it, it was Kaz. Still? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. But uh, yeah. also, like Eddie Kingston lately uh, has been sh- showing a remarkable uh, in ring. Uh, performances. Absolutely, he's gotten much better. He's taking he's taking this uh, stint of his career very seriously, uh, and we it's, all know awesome he's a god on the mic. And now we're starting to see truly what he's capable of in the ring. Uh, this match was pretty fucking good. Yeah, yeah. that's an understatement. Said anything else? I think with with the young bucks in a pay per view. Like, you know, they said, and I know I keep repeating this, but from the beginning, they said that they're going to put an emphasis on tag team wrestling, and my God, did they do that. Correct. So, you know, what, what else to say? Like, kudos to the Young Bucks. Um, I'm just wondering who is next, what's next for them and who they're going to be facing. Yeah, what is next for the Young Bucks? Man, only, I don't know either. We'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah, I imagine something's gonna happen with Impact because yeah. because they fucked over Moose. They fucked over Moose and and Callahan Callahan got fired. Got fired? Yeah, Don Callis fired him. I thought he said, "Don't touch my family." No, Don Callis and said then and then Callahan the hit him. Yeah, he ain't really fired. The Moore's gonna do something because Absolutely. he I Callahan's getting that title match at Slammiversary, no, whether yes. Callis likes it or not. But Sammy showing up at Daly's place makes me happy so cool. because I want to see him aligned with the other two men on that graphic. Um, yeah. but, but it might be Kaz instead of Callahan. What? I don't. I don't know if Kaz wants the title. I think Kaz just wants to fuck up the elite. Yeah, so it could be. Oh yeah, yeah. So it could be Mox Kingston, Kaz, and Sammy. All four yeah. of them just. They yeah. need. They need to start getting troops together because Absolutely. this this elite stuff is getting out of hand. 
So Getting real out of hand. My second match. It's Timmy's turn. Oh my! NXT Kushida wow. versus Santos Escobar. NXT Roll Reversal Championship. What is that? Roll Reversal. Yes. Roll Reversal. Me and him. Yeah. Two out of yeah. three falls, and. uh this match started with uh, Legato Del Fantasma tried shenanigans, but MSK came out of nowhere to stop them, and the ref sent all of them to the back. Escobar was dominant early, tossing Kushida into the boards and gaining the first fall with the Phantom Driver. The second fall came when Escobar tapped to an armbar submission. From here on out, it was a battle. The two men's chemistry is off the charts. Kushida flipped Escobar from the top into a hoverboard lock, but Escobar got to the ropes after some grueling twerking of his arm. Kushida went for the arm again and Escobar <laughs> backed Kushida into the corner, but Kushida suplexed Escobar into the turnbuckle. Kushida then finished Escobar with a butterfly lock suplex for the victory. Since then, Kushida has put on a great match with newcomer Carmelo Hayes. While Santos Escobar has been eyeing Bronson Reed's North American Championship, uh, if you are familiar with Santos Escobar or Kushida, I don't have to tell you everything that happened here. Uh, it was a fucking damn good match because both of these men are two of the best athletes. I'm I'm never gonna not say that. No, oh, absolutely, because Don Callis is just ridiculous, dude. I don't know if you watched the Omega and Moose match, but he said at Not one yet, point, no. and I almost pissed my pants, he said, Michael Nak- Ma- Michael Nakazawa performs many functions. And I, for some reason, <laughs> that just tickled me. But he's just, uh, he's just a Kushida man. is now representing the Cruiserweight division. Oh, yeah. um, we have seen more Escobar than Kushida, uh, which I, uh, you know, but... Um, 205 Live needs to end, and it needs to be integrated into NXT just completely because they've signed Christian Casanova. They've signed, uh, who is Carmelo Hayes. They've signed Alex Zane, who is Ari Sterling. They've signed Anthony Henry, who is, I forget his WWE name now. They have uh, the dude from Evolve with the headband. He's really cool. Uh I think his name was August Gray or is August Gray now. Um, but, like, they have a lot of talent on 205 Live, but nobody wants to watch it. Right. So j- just yeah. integrate it into NXT. It, yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, but, uh, yeah. It's this, time. Yeah. But these matches uh, being held on NXT is making the title more prestigious yes, and putting more eyes on it. So that's great. Santos Escobar's uh, reign was fantastic, but it is time for Kushida to, to uh, establish himself here in the States because he was kind of, it was hot and cold for a little bit. And then, uh, then uh, he was feuding for, with Velveteen dream. And that ended because he's, Velveteen Dream's disgusting, and here we are. Yep. But, yeah, this was one of my favorite matches of May 2021. Yep. It's my turn. And I'm going to talk about 
Now hold your hat, hold on to your hats. I don't have one, John. John, well, I know, but hold on to your butts. Your headphones. Hold on to your headphones. Hold on to your headphones. I got one hand on the headphone. Don't, one hand um, on my ass. don't have a heart attack. Do not adjust your sets. John Kearns has put forth a match from WWE's Monday Night Raw. <clears throat> That's going to create a so ripple that, in the space train continuum. Right. There's a glitch in the Matrix just now, and I almost got freaked out. The glitch in the Matrix came in the form of the young, the young sirs, Matthew Riddle and Xavier Woods. My God in heaven, this match is hands down one of the best things that's happened on Raw in three years. Three years? Four? Something like that. Um, yeah. So, I think we have, they had a story going already with the New Day and RK Bro. Yeah, Riddle was trying to win over Randy Orton. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> this, this match was so good. Like, everything that makes a wrestling match good happened here. And it happened with Matt Riddle and Xavier Woods, of all people. Well, Xavier Woods had to go. Xavier Woods went out there with a chip on his shoulder to show everybody in WWE why he got signed by himself and not as a tag team specialist. Uh, He got over as a tag team specialist, but the man has been an individual wrestler for a long time. Uh, Riddle, you know, we've been waiting for creative to figure out Riddle. And this pairing with Randy Orton is is hitting it. Yeah, um, it really is. There was a point in this match where Riddle was on the ground and Xavier Woods was going to grab him. And he went to grab him and Riddle flipped up to try and flip over Xavier Woods. But Xavier like held on and did, did a holding vertical suplex. And it was just fucking beautiful. And, and um, the end came when Matt Riddle used the RKO. Yeah. Uh, this led to uh, Randy Orton wrestling uh, either Kofi or Xavier the next week and using the uh, Bro Derek for the win. Bro so, Derek. So there's stuff there. Uh, not the and floating it's good. bro. No dives. <laughs> not, for, not for Mr. Orton. <laughs> I think you know it's kind of interesting because this match is definitely like a diamond in the rough, um, you know, compared to everything else going on on Raw, um, which is kind of sad because you know there is it just shows that there is potential in the roster, especially Monday Night Raw's roster, and they need to be utilized more. You know, yeah, every now and, and in the proper way. Yeah, and it's like, it's like every now and then Vince throwing us a bone. But well, I will you know, say this: yeah, Ed, when we used to I, do I these as top, like the best matches, there were many raw matches that I considered, and they all involved Riddle, and most of them were with Sheamus, I believe. 
Uh, they had a yeah, lot of good matches. Over yeah. the U.S. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, even on Twitter and stuff, like, it, so many people were saying things like, wow, I didn't know Xavier Woods had that in him, or, man, Riddle's finally showing up, or, like, so this yeah. match had the desired effect, for sure, I'd say. I agree. Um, and it seems like a lot of people are buying into the RK Bro stuff. And oh, absolutely. That's awesome. So it seems like that might be something good on Raw. Yeah, and to watch watch out for. Yeah. And it's, it's great because you know what's going to happen. You can't trust the snake. Yeah. Eventually, Riddle's going to get bit by the snake. It's happening. And they're going, it's happened Orton's so going times. to put over Riddle. And whether you like him or you don't, you're going to have to deal with it. Because I know Riddle has a lot of haters out there. So oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, what was Sid's second match? Oh, he's going to talk about, uh, well, it's another AEW match. Another one. That's Damn. I, know, I wonder right? if Sid watched anything other than AEW in May. Yeah. yeah. I, honestly, barely. Like, I'm not going to lie. This May... Was a little bit. May was a wrestling know, heavy month. May was a wrestling heavy month, and it was a little tough for me to like, keep up with everything. So I was just like, screw it. I'm just gonna watch AEW. But Sid, these two uh, matches would have made the list anyway. But Sid boy, Sid, Sid, uh, Sid City. Sid yes. City, yeah, I like that. Tell me about uh, the same Stampede match. So, Tim, John, I've talked about this a lot, and. I've mentioned to you guys how much I'm a huge fan of a of the '80s. Uh, you know, I've posted many like '80s-inspired synthwave tracks on our chats. I've talked about you know some of my favorite movies from the '80s. This logo match, from your channel. Yeah, look at my channel logo. It's it's very much '80s-inspired. So this match right here felt very much like the climax of an 80s action movie. Yeah. And I I think, honestly, they compared to the first Stadium Stampede, this one felt more like that. Some people on Twitter weren't too fond of it, and that's probably two of you. And you can both... Well, here's the thing, and I said I said this on the prediction show. We said it leading up to the match. This stadium stampede match had to be, be a brawl. Yeah. It couldn't have the funny stuff or anything you can't do like the that. Funny stuff twice in a row. It did. It did for sure. But but it was done differently. Yeah, and it, it had was to done. be because you didn't have the same players. You had yeah. to, you had to work with the pinnacle. And you had to work with this blood feud. The pineapple. Anyway. Um, and that still gets me every time, by the way, when you call some pineapple. Anyways. It's that PTSD, but, man. Uh, from pineapple? Yeah. Pineapple Pete. Should do. And plus, you know, I mean, I, I could see MGF's scarf kind of looks like a pineapple. That's that's there, too. You can make fun of that. But anyway. Um, so I think that's just kind of how it felt. It just felt like a good... Big cheesy action movie, you know. If you if anyone has watched, you know, The Expendables back in the day, like you know, it was like a just like every '80s action star in that movie. That's what this felt like. 
and it was really good. It's just a feel-good match. We had a couple of appearances from a couple of the guys from the um, from the football team, which I forget which football. Team. <laughs> Jack Morris, Conan, or as yeah. or as uh, Jr. told us, he is carless, so he doesn't have a vehicle actually. Yeah, because his name's Carlos. But right. uh, no, no, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was gonna get to that, but all right. Oh, it sounded <laughs> like you didn't know what you were gonna say. So no, I'm talking about the football guys that were the Jaguars. Yeah, I know. One I of them was watch, the head coach. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't watch football. Sorry, I don't either. Anyway, I know that but yeah, that was there. Conan, <laughs> Conan making an appearance was really cool. That was fantastic. Um, you know, just just like. It's just a lot of – it was just fun. This was a fun match. This just showed how if you give people creative freedom, how much fun they can make pro wrestling. Yeah, dude. Yep. I loved yeah. uh, the Tully Blanchard spot with the, mm-hmm. the drinking. Uh, I loved um, – That boy had that deep V. I loved the inner circle's entrance. Yeah. I mean, how can we Ward not talk Lowe about that? that? Wardlow and Hager getting getting uh, going at it. I heard right. Guevara say he wanted to jump out of a helicopter. <laughs> Guevara, that wouldn't oh, surprise. Oh, speaking of Guevara, speaking of Guevara, he overcame his fear of golf carts. Yeah, actually ran someone yes. with a golf cart, and that was great. Yeah, um, I think I think it was, uh, Sean Spears who got ran over with a golf cart this time. And I love if you don't mention something, I want to mention something. I love that Sammy got the ultimate victory here because it's yeah. the true. It was the truest redemption story. Yes, because you know the beginning of this whole MJF I to talk thing. About that a little bit, yeah. Uh, Sammy knew the whole time, and then they kicked Sammy out, and then you know well, he left, or he left. Yes, but as we heard from a promo from Jericho, you think we don't? We all don't talk. <laughs> so even though he left, he was still a part of Inner Circle. Um, And what I want to talk about was how um, one of the biggest feuds going into this was Sammy and Sean Spears. So I love the fact that they were able to finish the match by themselves in the ring with no one else around. How about when they were out back and fucking Sammy was doing like a bunch of parkour? Yeah. And in the fucking chair room that Sean Spears had. That was crazy shit. I think I said this on Twitter, but... If Sylvester Stallone watched this match, I'm pretty sure he's going to take this exact match and make it as like the climax for the next Expendables movie. Yeah, <laughs> probably will happen. Um, I like these. What I want to say, I said, I wanted to say this: if the Undisputed Era had War Games, War um, games. the Inner Circle has the Stadium Stampede. Yeah. Yes, you know? absolutely. And so, I think. I just I loved it. It was and there's no I I don't have a bad thing to say about this match. No, so, not at all. You know, I reviewed it on my channel, so you know you can go watch my full unadulterated thoughts there as well. But yeah, it was it was just fantastic stuff, and you know the Chris Jericho just he just watches. I think he was Chris just Jericho going being on, Chris Jericho. He's being Chris Jericho, and he, I think I'm pretty sure he was watching just binging a bunch of. 80s classics when he For was sure. you know, putting out when he was uh, doing the concept of this of this match and and it just completely showed and it was absolutely great. So. Now, yes. Now, John, 
what have we not had on this so far? <laughs> we have not had a Puro match yet. So, my last Guess match. Guess who had to swoop in? Puro Daddy. <laughs> um, Maya Hara versus Jake Lee. Yes, this was the final match of the Champion Carnival of All Japan, where the winner would uh, go on to face the Triple Crown Champion, Suwama, which has not happened yet. Um, Kento Miyahara has been the only young guy All Japan has put stock in, and he is their premier ace babyface, with older guys like Ishikawa, Suwama, and Zeus being his contenders the past few years, All Japan needed to push another young guy to the forefront. Jake Lee entered All Japan and teamed and was stablemates with Kento Miyahara for years until an injury. Earlier in 2020, Jake Lee came back and turned heel, forming his own stable, Total Eclipse, which gave him the X factor most were waiting for. Both men went into the final with 10 points, the match was long, but told a great story. This match helped build Lee as a new arch-rival and nemesis for Miyahara. There was a spot where Miyahara hit a pile driver on the apron. A lot of this match took place outside the ring. Both men traded strikes and struggled in locks for submissions and suplexes. Near the end, Lee was in a straitjacket German hold and struggled to get to the rope twice, the second time biting the top rope. Miyahara would not break the hold and pulled him back into the middle of the ring for the second time. Miyahara lifted Lee up, but Lee finally broke free. Miyahara hit a running knee, but Lee responded with two high kicks, a running knee to the back of the Miyahara's skull, and one with a vertical suplex. Lee will challenge Suwama, the current Triple Crown champion. That match will be revealing if all Japan are ready to push more younger talent than just Miyahara. Nice. Good stuff, man. Thank you. Ooh. <clears throat> you should write articles, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I one day when we have a website. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I don't have a job. Well, true. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, man. Uh, unfortunately, nothing to say about this match. I haven't had a chance to see it yet. Well, I explained Sid, in the beginning. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Sid, have you seen it? Sid's never even heard of these guys. Uh, he probably doesn't uh, even know what All Japan said, is. What, what's Japan? I know what All Japan what's is, Japan? thank you very much. Tell me what it is, then. It's the it's All Japan Pro Wrestling. It was the... Before New Japan, there was All Japan. Wrong. And now the New nope. Japan's here. No. Nope. What? Giant Baba and Antonio Inoki broke away. And Noki started New Japan, and Baba started All Japan. And in All Japan is where Misawa, Tao, uh, Kawada, and Kobashi rose to prominence. Great. Great. Thank you for, again, showing the people that I don't know shit about wrestling. Appreciate it. You're well, welcome. Japanese wrestling. But that's yeah. okay. You live in America. That's a- <laughs> and you're from India. How are you supposed to even know that Japan's a country? Speaking of Japan. Right. We're <laughs> oh wow Tim's husband we're going from the all Japan to the near Japan 
All Japan. Because I'm going to tell you about Will Ospreay and Shingo Takagi putting on one of the best fucking matches I've ever seen in my. Because I got to it first, damn it. Eat, man. One of the best matches I've seen in my 29 years of this fucking He life. said that it was one of his matches for this list on May 4th. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to keep the illusion that we all don't know what match we pick. Anyway, sorry. I'm trying to keep kayfabe here, but whatever. Kayfabe. There yeah. was no illusion. We explained what was happening at the beginning. I mean, I was just going to be like, I was still surprised. That's all. But it's okay. But yeah, man. Shinger Takagi and Will Ospreay put on a 45-minute classic that broke the Meltzer Star Scale. Again, not the first time Japan's done this. Received six stars from Mr. Meltzer. Losinger Bernabe's De Hapon's Takagi claimed Osprey's first ever defense after an impressive start to 2021, which saw Takagi reach the final of the 2021 New Japan Cup, which led to this match. I think it was their sec- third or fourth uh, match together. Probably. Was it the fourth? Fourth. fourth. Um, it is not the match where Shingo won. Shingo beat Okada on June the 7th of, of the 7th of this month. Um, so newly minted IWGP heavyweight champion Shingo Takagi. However, in this match, Osprey was victorious, beating Takagi with a stormbreaker and uh, keeping his IWGP world heavyweight title, the new belt that some people hate and some people like. It's growing on me. It's growing on me. Uh, but yeah, wrestling Dontaku is always good for a match like this. Um, Dontaku is one of the New Japan events that I look forward to every year. It's up there, right up there with with uh, in my in my opinion, right up there with Dominion and Castle Attack and Wrestle G1 Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom. Sakura but yeah, <clears throat> Sakura Genesis. But yeah, man. Will Ospreay Um, and Shingo Takagi have unparalleled chemistry together. Every match that they have is a contender for match of the month or whatever or year. This was crazily praised uh, for good reason. Uh, Since Shingo Takagi made his way into New Japan, he has been nothing but gold. Since Will Ospreay has come back to New Japan after the pandemic and got this new uh, stable and a new heel persona, he has been gold. He put on weight, he added to his repertoire, and he can still do his old stuff. Um, these, These guys, I mean, like, I can't tell you everything that happened in this match because it was in on May 4th. <laughs> and it is now like Damn right. the middle of June. Yeah. But I can tell you that it may be match of the year come come end of December, yeah, January um, time. <clears throat> somebody's gonna have to put in some fucking work to knock Shingo out of the spot for best male performer in twenty twenty one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whether you like it or not, Sid, my husband is fucking killing it. 
All right, I'll make sure to help you pick out a wedding dress. I mean, we're not the only people that say I'm this not, stuff. Lord, I'm not doing that. He's gonna be a dragon. I'll be. Uh, I'm actually <laughs> actually in the uh, Asian uh, zodiac. I'm a dragon, so it'll there just be go. two dragons. Dragon wedding. Dragon wedding. It'll be, it'll be like this, both of you, with my female fiance as the uh, as the uh, ring bearer. Flower girl. No. No, she can be the ring bearer. No, she can get it the thing online. She can become an ordained uh, minister. Oh, an ordained minister. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, nice. A deacon. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I know I give you a lot of shit for, for Shingo Takagi, but I actually think he's really good. Like, I, I, I do like Shingo Takagi as a wrestler. Yeah. Putting that out there. I mean, I it's just kind of hard not to, honestly. Gets, I just love how Tim gets so enthusiastic. Whenever Shingo Takagi just pops up on the screen, so I have to bust his balls a little bit because he busts my balls all the time because I don't watch as much pro wrestling as him. <laughs> I don't watch 50 fucking hours of wrestling every week. That's okay. We're ball busting ass boys, man. You yeah, we like them. the uh, when you're best friends, you bust their balls. Yeah. I know, but that's the whole. That's just what well, I'm yeah, saying. Um, I haven't watched a lot of New Japan this year. I it sucks that I haven't. But I just haven't done it. But I made a point when I heard this was happening to watch it. And, I mean, like... Well, Japan in general has been... Got another wave of COVID. Yeah. So it... Yeah. Things have been on hold. But, um, I mean, on June 7th, Shinya Takagi became the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. How do you think this man reacted? (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't think I can put it to words. I uh, but we'll probably talk about that match next month. Oh, as well. Oh yeah, we will. Definitely. That might be that might be the number transport. But you know, you know, if he watches it, yeah, because <laughs> it has to be unanimous. Sure. If I watch it, if I, if I can just put away my WWE bias, right? Right. Going on Instagram talking about talking about the main roster pay per views. Don't act like we don't see you. Trying to four K, brother. You mean Twitter? Whatever. I am Twitter. I, I made I one. I created Twitter. One freaking. I invented Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, WWE, shut up. WWE, and and he intro. actually does love Japan. He he does a lot of old school anime reviews. Yeah, we yeah. have done anime reviews together on his channel, and uh, yeah, I'm just fucking with him. More will happen. Fuck your review coming later this month, by the way. Sid, it's time. Are you ready? It is. Now things are back to things now, are back to normal. It's NXT now, and it's Sid time. It's like you know now it's finally you know the the Sorry. ripple in the space time continuum is finally calm. It's down. coming to an end. It is. It is. Um, talking about Karen, that boy Finn Balor and that boy Karen Cross. Yeah, round two, Electric Boogaloo, and Jesus round two. That was this dude. The first match was great. This match definitely just you know held up as well. I think, dude, what the hell? Stop. Finn Balor and Karrion Cross. Yeah, it's like I have a little. It's like it's like one of those fragrance lamps I use right. to light on my face because you know the lighting sucks in my room. But anyway, um. It's crazy how great chemistry that these two men have. I did not expect 
Cross and Balor to have such chemistry like this. Um, it's just absolutely, it, it was just good. It was great to see. Um, I think after TakeOver uh, this week, um, Karrion Cross established himself as a dominant champion, beating four other men. This is like, like a lot of people, I just want to talk about that match for just a sec. I, we, you know what? I have a lot to say about that match, but I think that might be one of my matches for June. So I will save what I have to say for that. But I will just say that it did establish him as the final boss of NXT. Yeah, absolutely. Ben Balor, I don't know if he's taking time off. I don't know what's going on, but I would love to see him face off against Volter. Yeah, they teased it before the <laughs> pandemic. Well, yeah. So, um, I want your opinion on something. Tim or me? You, Sid. Yes, okay. What do you have to say about all this sudden hate that has befallen Karrion Cross? It's unreal. It's like, weird as shit, isn't it? And it's not know. like sudden. I, I've okay. seen it before, but I haven't oh, seen it so... Oh, I haven't. I haven't seen it. <coughs> I haven't seen it at all. I was like, well, why? I mean, everyone's like, oh, Karrion Cross isn't that good. It's like, yes, he is. Yeah, he is. He's Are been good watching? since the time I saw him in Lucha Underground and Impact and all over the place. I mean, he's been great everywhere. Are these people yeah. just upset that he injured Keith Lee? Audacity to freaking say, oh, I liked Karrion Cross back when he was Killer Cross and he was Austin Aries' bodyguard. It's like, I'm sorry. One, what? fuck Austin Aries. Two, uh, he fuck. was never Austin Aries' bodyguard. No, he wasn't. That's not even he true. Was, he was a hitman by himself. Yeah, he was his yeah. own hitman. Yeah, tell me you like, never watched Impact like without telling me you never watched Impact. Right, he's like eight forty-seven. It's great. But yeah, this match was Cross fucking points. awesome. Uh, you know. By the way, liked a couple of my tweets and Instagram posts. See, he's a cool guy. He likes it. You guys so like Sid? Why don't you like Karen Cross? Can you can you tell me more about this match, though, Sid? Uh, I think. Why don't you go ahead and say something? Because I want to. Oh, it's yours. It's yours, Sid. I mean, no, I, I think this isn't happening. Right. No, I have nothing to say, man. I think it was a great match, and of course it was. I'm just really excited for Karen Cross's title reign, the reign of Cross, the Doomsday, as it were. Um, Everyone pays the toll. Everyone pays the toll. I really need to see Karrion Cross versus Lance Archer at some point. I said the same thing. I just said that same thing when we were watching Takeover the other day. Wow. Because I I'm pretty sure like because he said everyone pays the toll. I was just like, dude, this is basically everybody. everybody does. Yeah. It's like, dude, we need this match. I need a match between those two at some point. It's not gonna happen, but man can dream. I said that in my fucking granddad said that'd be pretty good. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Getting Chief interested yeah. in a match. No, he like... likes Cross. Uh, he has for he always who? has. Oh, Chief. That makes my sense. My granddaddy. That makes sense. All right, yeah. We can move on. Yeah, I have well, <laughs> Finn Balor's a true professional and uh yeah. he's one of the best wrestlers on the planet. Bar mm-hmm. none. So And Cross will just fucking kill you. Basically. <laughs> There was a uh, lot of near falls, and and oh, yeah. there were plenty of times where I thought Balor was going to get the title back, but I believe Cross, like he usually do, has been doing, put him to sleep. Am I correct, Sid? 
Absolutely. Did he did he beat him by knocking him out? Sid? Did he knock him out or did he put him to sleep? I think he uh I think he put him to sleep. Like was it ref stoppage? It's been a lot since I saw the match, but well, that's fair. He, but he's been he, on like the ref stoppage kick for a while now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the unanimous choice between all three of us—it should be pretty fucking obvious. But yeah. Boom! Double or nothing. Triple threat. Pack Omega Cassidy. Now let me say one thing, and then you guys can talk all you want. I know in the back of my head going into this, the Kenny by God Omega was not going to lose this title. But these three performed so well, and the match was booked so well to where every near fall Pack and Orange Cassidy had, I screamed or jumped out of my seat. Yeah. Um, That's true. I was there. And <laughs> like we said in the – you said in the beginning when we were talking about the Bucks and Kingston and Moxley. Yeah. We had a full capacity crowd. And at this event, we found out who is truly over. We found out Eddie Kingston and Moxley are. We found out Jungle Boy is. And we definitely found out that Orange Cassidy is over as fuck. And Darby and Sting. But I forgot them. But (laughs) holy shit, man. Um, Damn. Like I said, going into it, I knew in the back of my head, Omega's not losing. But but I just, it was so good. God damn, did they not make you think that Orange was going to do it? Holy shit. And Pack. There were points where Pack had it too. Um, But yeah. Boys. Go on, go ahead. I mean, I'm flying the Orange Cassidy flag. That's my my boy. Uh, I mean... I also knew that Kenny wasn't going to lose, but in the back of my head, it was always just like, but what if Orange wins? But what if Pack wins? Um, I mean, like, because that's a strong point for AEW, in my opinion. Um, you can think you know what's going to happen, and you can be right you think 80, you know. 70, 80% of the time, but there's always that, but what if they do it? You don't think that with other places. Right. Right. Like, because they don't, other places. Other than New Japan. Other than New Japan. I definitely did not think Shingo was going to beat Okada. Oh, fuck no. I thought they were going to go the safe route. Yeah. Because every company does. Every company goes the safe route. Yeah. Except for AEW and New Japan. Um, But you, you never think. Oh, but what if they don't do the obvious thing? You never think that with other places. Right. You think that every time with AEW. Because AEW makes everybody a potential person. Yes. It makes everybody matter. They make you care about everybody. You think I gave a fuck about QT Marshall before 2021? Hell no. But now I do. (laughs) Yeah. Big time. And I hope he whoops Cody's ass. I don't know that for. I can see I why you say that. I mean, he, he's probably going. He probably he should. He you should go think. over. I love Cody, but he should. Or if Cody beats, if, if, gone if, over. It, that's what I was going to say. If if QT Marshall loses, a go go needs to step in and just knock Cody out 
to reestablish a match. Yeah. And then uh, Gogo puts Cody on uh, parental leave or, or paternal leave, whatever. Right. Um, but it's like Moxley. Right. Well, I don't know if Moxley's going to take time off, man. Fucking. GCW's coming to Las Vegas in uh, August. Yeah. And uh, he might no. be cashing in on Gage, bro. Let's go, no. baby. That's I mean, in his backyard, you know. He we're going to get on... another another Renee tweet <laughs> that says, what the hell? He said he was going to the gas station. Something like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think that this one, I loved, first off, first off, one of the spots I loved was the four, Kenny just hitting um, Pac with all four of his belts. That was yes. great. Um, yes. But yes, Kenny, by God, God forbid, God bless, God Almighty, swear to God. Uh, so help me, God. Wrestling God. Wrestling God. Yeah, God. Uh, God take my hand. All the God. <laughs> Jesus take the wheel. Yeah, I don't Anyway, yeah, but yeah, he like yeah, we all knew who was gonna win, but there were a lot of great hope spots, and Pac is a tremendous competitor, as is Orange Cassidy. Uh, Orange Cassidy, I just I'm not gonna lie, I have, but I know, believe it or not, I have seen Orange Cassidy before he joined AEW. I knew of him. I know, right? Crazy, but <laughs> I did, you make he me is, a proud papa. It's okay. I know, papa thank you. I'm glad. Thank you. But uh, I, I, I will be honest. It took me a while for him to grow on me because I was like, you know, I don't know why this guy's doing this. Yeah, I, me too. Like, I immediately thought once I started seeing him break out the moves, it was like, this is genius. And also, like, if you could do those moves with your hands in your pockets, you're – an even better athlete than 90% of and your God, peers. God, God almighty, God bless, God forbid, Omega. <laughs> so, that about does her. For about uh, me and John and Sid's favorite matches of May. Uh, sorry it was a week late, but, you know, things happen. Uh, if you were with Life, us this entire uh, time throughout our stupid bullshit banter... Uh, thank you. Thank you uh, through the month of June, as you see in the picture, Armbar Audio has made a pride shirt. Wrestling is for everyone. Um, all the proceeds are going to the Trevor Project, which helps prevent LGBTQTIA plus, I got it, suicides. So, uh, if you're interested but in most, helping um, them, youth suicides. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, people 25 and under. Uh, if you're interested, uh, buy one. Because guess what? I'm not. I'm not saying that so you can give me money. I'm saying that so you can give money to. I'm saying great... that so you can save lives. There you I mean, if, if you can save one person's life, then you've done your job. And suicide prevention is a big deal for all three of us. In yeah. every video that Sid does on his channel, he puts the suicide prevention hotline in his his description of his videos. So, um, yeah. Um, and most... honestly, if I can, sorry. Honestly, it was because of Hanukkah Mora. That's my way. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's, it's, anyway. Fuck, I don't want to talk about that. Because <laughs> anyway, it's... Anyways, sorry. Oh, man. Uh, so, anyway, um, next week we'll be coming at yeah. you with um, an interview. So, for the audio version of this podcast, the link for the Pride shirt is in the description. Um, you can't see pictures when you're listening on headphones to a thing. So, yeah, <laughs> link is in the description on the podcast. Yes, and uh, next week we'll be coming at you with an interview for the end of June. Uh, we'll be also entering it's, July it's with an interview, and then uh, hopefully the we second have another, week. We have another interview in July right before GCW Homecoming. Yeah. So your boys got back into the interview game after a while of sitting out. My birthday is in July. What's that? My birthday is in July. Oh yeah. What, what day? There you go. What day? Twenty third. Sid's address is in the description. Send him gifts. No, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, with that, definitely don't go to his house. Wherever you are in the world, whether it's morning, noon, or night, you have a great one. And peace and love to all of you. Bye, Bang! Bang!